And you may be seated. Yes, happy Christmas Eve as well. Uh, good to see you all this morning. If you are a middle school, high school student and you want to go over across the hall to the connection room, now is the time to go do- join Justin over there. And uh, I do want us to pray for Justin and uh, the family of Logan, uh, Logan who passed away. What a sad, uh, sad thing. And Death is never easy, but it does when it's young. When it's a young person, it just uh, it seems to make less sense. So we want to remember them and the students there at Beechwood, and, um, and it's got me actually thinking. This will sound a bit morbid and somber starting off the message, but it will go somewhere. I hope. I promise. Uh, uh, but I've been thinking a lot lately. This will sound morbid, uh, but I've been telling Jen. Uh, I said I don't know. I've just been thinking a lot about. Sometimes when I wake up and I get frustrated with myself because I just let silly, stupid things frustrate me as if they're going to be around forever, as if my wife is going to be around forever, as if I'm going to be around forever, as if my kids will be around forever. And I'm, I'm having this reality like, I know that's not true. I know that, that God is here with us now. I know that. And I know that we have been given this morning, right now. We've been given this moment now. That's what I know. But I don't know what tonight holds. And so I've been thinking a lot about that and just the beauty of life, but then also um, just how I've been convicted of like, Rob, why are you letting stuff, why are you letting that stuff dictate so much? Like in in light of eternity, it's nothing. And so uh, I want to talk with us this morning It's the last Sunday of the new year. As we get ready to go into this new year, uh, I just entitled it, Stay Awake. Stay awake. Because you're like me. I know you are because we're all humans. Um, There are moments that I can just kind of sleepwalk through life. Have you ever gotten in your car and you leave work, you get home, and you're like, I don't remember passing the UDF always pass. <laughs> did I pass it? Well, I did because I'm home. But we'll just get and go, and our minds just go on autopilot. And I think for a lot of us as humans, we, we get on autopilot, and when we do, we miss some great things that God is wanting to do with us and in us. And, uh, and so I just want to talk about, stay awake! That's what I want to talk about. You guys say it like that. Stay awake! Uh, it's so funny because Jen and I, we'll, we've gotten, when we're home together, sometimes we're like, hey, let's watch a movie. And we'll get excited. And 10 minutes into it, I'll look over and she's twitching. And I know she's sleeping. I'm like, what the heck? I just want to say, stay awake, woman. She's downstairs with the kids. She'll be over here in a little bit. Uh, that'll be our secret. But, yeah. but she goes and goes and goes. So when she finally sits down, she just is out. Uh, but stay awake. We're going to look at one verse this morning. Um, so let's pray. I'm going to pray the Holy Spirit would help us with this. God, we, um, we first confess that you are God and we are not. Um, thank you for forgiveness when we try to play God of our lives, God of our kids' lives, God of our friends. Um, Father, thank you that you have given us this moment. Thank you for another day of life, Father with all that comes with it. God, I'm reminded of the trustee family and Logan's not here with them this morning. And so I pray that you would just minister to them and to Justin and to all the students 
at Beechwood. Um, Father, we just claim the promise that you will comfort those who mourn. So comfort them, Father. Thank you for being a God that has overcome sin and death and that death doesn't have the last word. We thank you for that, Father. Thank you for the hope that is in you sending your son Jesus to us. I pray, God, that you would just open all of our hearts, do a little heart surgery this morning and convict us and um, just speak to us, God. Speak to the hardest of heart this morning um, and have your way. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. We're going to look at one verse, as I said, so you all will get excited about that. One verse, Bib, one verse. Uh, and then I'll tease it out a little bit. But here's the one verse. It's a great verse this morning, talking about staying away. Colossians chapter 4, verse 2 says this, Devote yourselves to prayer. Devote yourselves to being watchful. Devote yourselves be thankful. I didn't say it that way, but that's what it's saying. Devote yourselves to these three things. Prayer, being watchful, and being thankful. You got to stay awake to do all those things. And the word devote, um, you know, we get it. It's like, oh yeah, commit to something. But as I kind of looked at the original word language for that, it's really to continue to do something with intense effort. I like that definition better. So do these things with intense effort. Pray. I don't know if he was screaming when he said, pray, but do this with intense effort. Prayer, just communicate to God, always communicate to God. And that's all that prayer is. We're going to look at mostly watchful and thankful today. But prayer, he's saying, always devote yourself, commit to, be persistent in, be intentional about your prayer life. Communicate with God. It's just talking to God. And some people say, oh, I'm not a very good prayer what? Just talk to God. You're a good talker, aren't you? You can talk. So just talk to God. Whether you're in your car, whether you're at your home, in your quiet place, in your study, or in public, wherever it is, just continually devote and persist in prayer and communicating with God. And then be watchful. Be watchful. Keep your eyes open to see what you're not inclined to see. See, most um, humans, I was going to say earthlings, it makes me think of Mork and Minnie. Do you all remember Mork and Minnie? <laughs> most earthlings, most humans, um, they only see what is in front of them. They only see the surface. But as kingdom people, as people who follow Jesus, we're to see below the surface and things into the spirit. So he's saying, hey, listen, always be communicating with God in prayer. Always be watchful. Be vigilant. Be watching to see what God is doing. And be watching to see what the enemy is doing. The enemy is very crafty. The enemy's doing a lot in our day and time now to divide everybody, to divide the country, to divide the world. So be aware of what's going on here. Be watchful, which, is, which leads to this assumption, or that, that is, has this assumption to it. And you see this all throughout the Bible, certainly in the New Testament. And that is, that, that is this, God is always active. God is always active. Now, if I'm not awake, I won't always see God's activity. But that doesn't mean that God's not active. God is always active. 
God is never too busy. He doesn't need to take naps. He doesn't need to take a break. God is always active. Paul was speaking to a bunch of philosophers in the city of Athens one day, and he said, hey, God is always working so that people would seek him and reach out to him, though he's not far from any of us. That's a great word today. God is active. God is always active, trying to help people to seek him and to reach him because God is not far from any of us. Throughout history, God's been involved in getting people to search for him. God is active in bringing about as much redemption as possible. God is active in bringing as much goodness as possible, as much blessing as possible to further his kingdom. God has always been present to minimize evil as much as possible. Now, this is a good word right here. This one, let me already say, because it, we, get, I, I, we get confused sometimes. We see a death like Logan, or we see evil things that happen around us. So like, well, where's God and all this? I want to tell you that God is right there. He's always been right there, and he's always pushing against evil. But when God set this thing up, he gives us, he loves us, so he gives us a choice. And so angels have a choice, humans have a choice. And if we chose godly things all the time, there'd be no problem, but we don't do that. Angels made a choice, Lucifer and a bunch of angels were thrown out of heaven. They, have, they wreak havoc on this world and, and humans. We make bad choices and God, you'd say, well, God has powerful to, power to stop us, but that wouldn't be love, that's not free will. So if I go out and decide to hurt a bunch of people today, God's not going to stop me to do that. Yes, God is all-powerful, but he has set it up to where you have a free will. And so there is a lot of evil around us, but God is always pushing to minimize evil. Think about it this way. Some of the nightmares that you're in, it would be even worse if God wasn't here minimizing evil. Now, that's something to think about. And so be careful But God, as much as possible, is always working, and it's good, and it's life-giving, and it's blessing. It's God's character. One of the things I've been really focused on lately um, is just the character of God. And this message really is just looking at the character of God and to recognize if God is always working and is always minimizing evil and is always for the good, which that means that God is never, we have never been alone. There's not been one second then you have not been alone, whether you realize it or not. God is always with you. And however bad it was, that's what I was saying, it would have been far worse if God was not there pushing back on the evil. So that is to say this, James tells us, whatever is good it comes from God. God is always life-giving and good. Satan is always destructive and evil. So if you want to know the character of God, keep that in mind. God is always life-giving and is always good, and the enemy is always destructive and evil. So make sure we know what it is. But when we notice good, that we know that comes from God, may we then not only be watchful, but when we see God at work, then may we be thankful because we recognize it's God. That's God. That might be an individual. We can think the individual, but it's God working in that individual. And so all that is good, we are to see and give thanks. We are to see, we're to watch it. But we gotta be alert. We can't be on autopilot and we are to see it and give thanks for it. And the New Testament tells us a lot to be watchful and thankful, which means this, we don't naturally do that consistently. 
That's why it's in there so much. Pay, pay, pay attention. Stay awake. Stay awake. Be watchful. Be alert. Be thankful. Because when I don't see God at work, I'm not very thankful. And then ingratitude can take over. And then I'm not a very thankful person. Or if I think I'm owed stuff or entitled stuff. And if we're not intentional, we'll stop noticing God and stop being grateful for what God has done. I've said this before, but it's so true. When I am continually praying and I'm, I'm in the word and I'm listening to worship music and it fills my spirit, I'm just focused on God, then I look for God in my day. And you know what? When I'm looking for God, I notice God. And when I notice God, I experience God. Then that makes me want to follow up and, and talk to God and hang out with God. And then I see God. But the opposite is true too. When I'm not talking with God, and I'm not in the scriptures, and I'm not really focused on God, I don't really look for God during my day. And I don't see God. And I don't experience God. So then it makes me not want to go and talk to God. Because I don't really see or experience anything. And I will say this, I think that is probably the biggest threat to our faith. Not so much catastrophic, although people can lose their faith over catastrophes. But I think it really is more in terms of just a slow process of decay. We just kind of fall asleep a little bit. And we do life, and we're on autopilot. Oh, we have a family, and we pay bills, and we go take them to school, and we take the trash out every week, whatever your trash night is. But it's just autopilot. And all of a sudden, I don't know why I keep thinking of the moonwalk. I keep wanting to go, we're just doing a slow moonwalk. Just all, don't look at my moonwalk. Just backwards. And it is true. Like if we're not moving forward with God, we're just kind of drifting backwards. And so Paul is saying, stay awake. Don't drift backwards because when you do, you will miss God's activity. And it's this slow process of decay or backsliding. And to the degree we've fallen asleep, you'll realize, like, I don't think about Jesus as much. I don't talk about Jesus as much. Even in my friendships or my small groups, we might talk about sports or the weather, and I don't talk about Jesus as much. And you realize, oh, I think I'm asleep. But I love so much of our spiritual lives plays out in our earthly relationships. Um, this can happen in our marriage with Jesus, and it happens in a lot of our earthly marriages as well. See, salvation is a marriage to Jesus. I say I do. Jesus has already said I do on the cross and the resurrection. I say I do, and it's a lot like an earthly marriage. Some of us know this by experience. If you're married, um, you get married, and you're full of excitement. And it's love boat, whatever. It, you're just so excited. It's so fun. We're going to live together, and then Time goes on and you don't talk together and communicate as much. And you're not, your lives aren't intersecting as much. You're kind of doing your thing and she does her thing. And you go in one room and watch TV, they go in another room. And you're not really talking, you're not communicating, you're not intersecting. And all of a sudden, after five, ten years, what's happening? You're just roommates. Because you haven't been intentional. And in any good, healthy marriage, it takes a lot of work. So is true in our relationship with Jesus. In this marriage, it takes intentionality. 
And if we are asleep, we will be like lying there with a stranger, even though you've been married for 15 years. They'll be a stranger to you. You've fallen asleep in our relationships. I love the illustration that life is a river, not a pond. See, life is always changing. I don't always like that about life, but life is always changing. It is never stagnant. And so when your relationships just get stagnant, they are dying is what they are. Especially your relationship with God, my relationship with God. And so if you're not communicating, you're not being grateful for one another, you're, not, you're taking one another for granted, it just kills a relationship. And that's exactly what it does to our relationship with God. It's about staying awake, all about noticing things. Otherwise, we miss out on the kingdom of God. Um, and I want us to know this this morning. I want us to know the truth that God is here. God is always present. God is always with us. And it is God who is still there. He's not the one that has moved or left or walked away. God has always been there. He's always wanting you to come back. He's like a, a marriage or a spouse who desperately wants to save the marriage. And it depends on how you respond to him. But he's desperately wanting to save the marriage. And so would you hear God saying this morning, come back to me. I miss you. If that's where you find yourself, that may not be where you are. But if that's where you find yourself, may you hear him say, come back to me. Notice me once again. Look for me. Talk to me. I love you. I've never gone anywhere. Let's rekindle this love that we've had together. And if you're in that position where you're like, yeah, I think I've kind of, that's me, Rob. A real quick, easy way to get back on track is just what Colossians 4.2 says. So then devote yourselves to communicating with God through prayer. Be watchful and be thankful. I think it applies, the importance of this applies to our relationships. Um, it's easy to, to walk through life kind of sleepwalking too. Go ride to your house from work sleepwalking, kind of daydreaming. Um, and we miss just the beauty that's there every day. There's just everyday beauties that makes life what life is. And we miss out because we're sleepwalking. We're just on autopilot. And I get it. I had four kids raising four kids. And a lot of that's a single dad talking about autopilot. Whoa, there were a lot of days I'm like, oh, it's time to get up, take them to school. Uh, but I realized even for those who are parents of kids, look at them, watch them. Because it really does go quickly. I know it's tiring. I know it's exhausting. Man, just having time with Christmas just last week with my kids and Having all of our kids at home, it's just one night, we're all together, and then everybody's gone. And the next day, I look at the table, I'm like, oh, we were all sitting around the table, and now everybody's doing their thing, they're all gone. It goes by quick. Just look at your kids and watch them and love them. See, we miss that in life. Look at your spouse. 
I know there's things that drive you nuts and you drive them nuts. And, you know, there's things I talk about Jen a lot. She must have got caught downstairs, <laughs> which is good, you know, because she's not here. But uh, I talk about her a lot. But don't make any mistakes. I drive her nuts half the time and she drives me batty sometimes too. And so, but you don't focus on that. If you focus on that, that's a sure recipe for a failure too. Um, but there are things that are sometimes I will just look at her and just watch her and stare at her until she notices that I'm staring. Then that gets a little weird. She's like, what, what, what? <laughs> um, but I'll just watch her at her computer and she'll just kind of be real focused and she'll just be focused and I'll just watch her and thank God for her. Cause she's not always going to be there. I'm not always going to be there. Um, she'll get her little protein drink out every morning. She has a little protein drink. Gets it out and she'll kind of shake it up. She'll do that for like 30 minutes. I'm like, babe, I think it's good. <laughs> and she'll, <laughs> and I kind of want to get frustrated. But then, you know, the other day I was like, oh, Rob, why are you frustrated? These are the little things about Jen that are precious. She won't always be shaking her protein drink up for you. They're not for me, for her. So take some moment just to look at your spouse, to watch them. Yeah, you'll get fresh. Don't focus on that stuff. That's part of it. But focus and watch and be thankful for them. Same with your kids. Don't go through life blinded by routine and the mundaneness of life. Because there's such beauty. There's such beauty in your relationships, in your friendships, in your families, in this church community. There are moments like any job, I'm like, whoo, I don't know how long I'll be doing this pastor thing. I'm getting kind of tired. And, uh, and yet there are moments I'm like, Rob, you get to pastor. What a beautiful thing that is. What a beautiful thing to be able to look up here or look out and see you all and be a faith community together. Like, that's beautiful. Watch what God is doing. Be thankful for all the good that he's doing. And that applies in all of our relationships as well. All right, we'll get ready to land this plane. Hugh likes when I say that, yeah. Uh, we're gonna look at three tips real quickly of how to stay awake. Are you awake? Stay awake. All right, we're gonna look at three tips how to stay awake. Make it real practical. First one is this, listen to your heart or listen to your spirit, I should say. Listen to your spirit or listen to your heart. Um, this one I'm learning a lot from Jen. She's a life coach, and so it's been great because there's times I just need to process stuff. I'm like, babe, help me process this. And do you realize um, that there is this great, this will make sense in a second, there's this great, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Constant divide going on between your, your heart and your mind. And for those of us who have followed or followers of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart and your spirit. Listen to what he's saying. Because when I don't, then my mind wants to rationalize and justify stuff. And now all of a sudden, my mind's telling me to do one thing, but my heart's telling me to do another thing, and I'm at odds. It's like a tug of war, and I'm not at peace, and there's anxiety. Listen to the anxiety because God is speaking to your heart. Listen to your spirit. So how it applies for a lot of us, for some of you who are in dating relationships or 
Well, this isn't very encouraging. I hear a lot of people say, I knew on my wedding day that I should not go through with it. And they go through with it. Listen to your spirit. For some of you, it might be someone you're dating. You're like, I don't know if this is right. But in your mind, but we've been dating for three years. And almost 30. And time's running out. And we believe all these lies, but our heart's like, something's not right, something's not right. I know, but you got to start over again. You don't want to start over again. Listen to your spirit. God's speaking to your spirit. As you go into this new year, as I go into this new year, God is speaking to your spirit. Don't let your mind try to talk you out of it. Um, I forgot. I was going to say one other thing. I forgot what it was. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it was really profound and deep. <clears throat> so, uh, but here's what happens. If we don't pay attention to it, like the reason there's pain in our life is because we're not paying attention and listening to our spirit. Uh, something's off. It's like if my arm was broken and there was, if, it was, if it was a compound fracture and there's a bone coming out, that would be painful because it's not the way it's supposed to be. And so in all of our lives, when there's anxiety or when there's some pain, whatever it is, it's a message like something's not right here. Pay attention. Something's not right. And figure out what that is. So maybe every morning, just take a few minutes and say, God, would you scan my soul? Would you scan my heart and just look it over? And is there anything that you need to search me and show me that I need to work on? I don't know what I was going to say. It might, be a, it might be a conversation that you need to have. You know you need to have it. But your mind is like, no, no, don't do that. Listen to your spirit. And when we listen to our spirit, listen to this. The spirit always is, wants to grow. It's, it's a river. If your spirit's not growing, you're not growing. Your spirit always wants to grow, and it always wants to change. And sometimes you hear people say, well, they've changed. They're not the person I married. Well, no joke, Sherlock. You're not either. Nobody's the same. I'm not the same that I was fit when I was 15 years old. The problem is not change. The problem is you didn't change together. If you don't change together, there's a problem, but everybody changes. That's just part of life, and so your spirit wants to grow and wants to change. So listen to the growth and change at once. And it always involves letting go of something old and grabbing onto something new. So you might have to let go of some old stuff for your spirit to grow. Here's the second thing, real quickly, is pay attention to new interests. It's not just paying attention to promptings or pains or anxieties. Um, but are there new things that move you in a new way? Are there new concerns that you have? Um, I remember years, a few years ago, for some reason, I, I, I grew up with music. My family's musical, and um, I minored in music in college. I played the saxophone uh, through middle school and freshman year in high school until it got uncool, then I got out of band. And so, uh, uh, and, and so I, I've been a part of music, but just a few years ago, I got this interest like, to learn bass guitar. Now, I'm no Dave Swall up here killing it. He sounded good today. But I, I learned it, and I'm okay at it, and I've played a few times. I don't know where that came from. But it was a new interest. There's something to that. 
I think God has put on your heart some new interest. Maybe it's hobbies. Maybe it's a mission trip. Maybe it's some type of ministry. Like, I don't know, all of a sudden, I just kind of want to do this trip, or I want to do this ministry, or I want to do this. I want to learn this instrument. I want to learn whatever it may be. Listen to that. Pay attention to your new interest. Something might be moving you. Music still, like singing. I love singing. I love being a part of groups. I was, <laughs> I was flipping through the channels. Uh, it's a little embarrassing. But, uh, the movie Pitch Perfect came on, and I find myself just watching that movie to the end. <laughs> and, uh, it, but there's something in it, that mo- the acapella music, it just moves me. Pay attention to that. Life is about growth. It should never get old. There should always be some new interests and developments and new things going on in you. If you're doing life on autopilot, we'll assume that we'll be the same tomorrow as we are today and we don't have space for new stuff. Make make space for new stuff. Here's the last tip is this. Keep your relationships fresh and alive. That goes for all relationship, but especially in your relationship with God. In your relationship with God, keep things fresh and alive. Don't let them get mundane and routine. Be creative in all of your significant relationships. Never take them for granted. Never coast on your relationship with God, on your relationship with human beings. Here's the truth. The enemy of all significant relationships are ruts. When you get into a rut, may it be a sign. That's not a good thing. If you're in a rut, change it up. Make it alive. Freshen it up. Do something about it. As the river flows, always be looking for new things to bring life and spice into that relationship. What new things is God wanting to do in you? As we go into a new year, what new things? God's wanting to do some new things in you. He's putting some new interest. If you just listen to him and watch him and be thankful for all that God is doing. For Jen and I, as a couple, we realize that, you know what? It doesn't have to be long, but we realize once a year, if just the two of us will get away, that is a really beneficial to our relationship. Doesn't have to be anything exotic. Doesn't have to be long. Just getting away from the house for a couple days together is good for us. Maybe it's just doing something different as a couple, as friends. Um, maybe it's playing some board games. Well, we're not a game, but maybe play some board games together instead of sitting around in different rooms. Uh, or maybe go and serve together. I was telling the first service, like, Jen, I, she, she is such a great woman uh, and convicts me sometimes. She doesn't even know it on her birthday a few weeks ago. It's like, babe, what do you want to do for your birthday? Like, just tell me one thing you'd love to do, and I'm going to try to make that happen. And she looked at me, and she's like, you know how we go and serve sometimes? She's like, that's one thing I'd love to do is just go serve with you. I'm like, oh, snap, I don't think like that. (laughs) And uh, so sometimes we'll just go to the store, we'll drive around, and we'll just pray like, God, show us who you want us to connect with. And we might go up to him and say, hey, God sees you. We see you. We love you. Um, We might give him some money. We might give him food, whatever it is. And um, She's like, I just want to do that with you. Maybe it's just going and serving together. Do something fresh and new together. But in your relationship with God, keep it fresh and new. I heard this quote. This is a great quote for you married folks out there. I know not everybody's married, but it says this. The place where you sleep should never become just a sleepy place. Amen. All right.
that. Never should it just be asleep. Keep things fresh and alive even there too. I'm not saying crazy and weird, but just keep it fresh and alive uh, because that's important too. And it applies to all of our relationships. Keep your eyes open. Be watchful. Be diligent for what God is doing in, around you, and in you. And thank him for all the good that he's done and that he's doing. But if you do life on autopilot, if I do life asleep, I will miss it. I don't want to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. May we watch with fresh eyes, watch him with grateful eyes. That's what the kingdom's about. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you. Oh, thank you for loving us like you do, God. Thank you um, that you hang in there with me, that you're patient with me, you're patient with us. Father, if there's anybody here this morning that needs to just come back into a relationship with you, would you draw them to yourselves knowing that you're not far from any of us? God, I pray for all of us, starting with me, that you help, help me not to be on autopilot this year. Help me not to sleepwalk through my days. May we recognize each day as a gift. The relationships you've put in our, in our midst is a gift. The kids you've given us are gifts. The world and creation is a gift. May we open our eyes, see what you're doing. May you help us to be aware of what the enemy is doing. May we want you, and may we be thankful for all the good that you do, God. Use us in some really cool, exciting, adventurous ways this year. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, there'll be prayer ministers on each side of the stage. If you want to come up and have prayer for anything, they'd love to pray with you. Um, otherwise, we're going to sing a beautiful song about God's character. And uh, if we just would worship to this, that'd be great. Let's stand together and worship to this last song.